Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. The JBH podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait, it's not about searching. It's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you want to know where to start? How to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free, and you'll get your first discovery call free. Hi guys, this is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. I swear, ever since I started a podcast, I was so like cartoony in the beginning, and then I think now I'm kind of like leveling out. I'm getting my my like radio voice on, and I'm just like filling into my groove. So people always ask me, they say, oh my gosh, you have a podcast. Which episode should I listen to? And I'm like, um, probably not like the first couple just because I was really trying to feel comfortable basically having conversations with myself, having conversations just vulnerability purpose-wise, you know, with other people and just opening myself up a little bit more and more and more. Now I've been doing it um, for, gosh, about three years now, and I feel so comfortable. I am fully awakened in this life, and to be honest with you, everything's like on the table for me. I'm starting to share more and more about my life, more in regards to like what I'm going through right now with my autoimmune. Um, I deal with pretty, pretty, pretty severe um, Raynaud's. If you don't know Raynaud's, it is basically um, extreme cold um, exposure, just uncomfortability. Like, I don't even know the word for it. It's basically... Okay, so let me give you an example. Like, I went paddle boarding, and I really wanted to go paddle boarding in the morning. The best time is to go in the morning. And it was so foggy, and thus pretty cold. Probably just a touch about 60 degrees. Um, And I'm in the ocean, right? So there's a tiny bit of gust of wind. And my fingers, I get there, I'm like, shoot. (sighs) My fingers are always already cold and I had my gloves on people are like wear gloves it does not help it does not help I swear it comes internally so even if I get my core warmed up I'm slow to warm up okay I'm like a cold body and people think oh my gosh this is because you're plant-based partially maybe yes but um, it also runs in my family 
all, all the women in my family have this. I just have the most extreme version of it. Awesome. So I deal with a lot of pretty harsh repercussions of that. Um, one being fingers turning blue, white, toes, blue, white, numbing. Um, and a lot of this also goes with my heart rate too. So that's the scariest part. Um, and with the fingers turning blue and white, I can also kind of go into an attack moment. Um, that being said, it can last um, maybe, depending on the potency of the attack, um, maybe a day. Um, and sometimes it can span into like a week or two or more. So I'm kind of on an um, ongoing attack mode right now. Um, example of that is basically um, can kind of vary, but um, when I lose touch in my fingers or perhaps they get overly inflamed, um, then it goes into like opposite effects where it's almost like a punishment for myself. Kind of sucks, but basically my fingers start to throb or itch extremely or just feels like there's constant needles going all around them. Another aspect is they will constantly feel as though, um, you know when you jam your finger and it's just like you have this weird feeling? It's like all of my fingers and sometimes my toes feel like that. So basically when I'm walking or driving, it's really hard because um, I, this is probably bad to share, but um, like pushing on the brake, it's almost more sudden because my sense of touch is, I can't feel um, basically the triggers of, you know, the nerves, okay? Um, so my reaction time is either abrupt or off or perhaps I will um, fall down, which is pretty embarrassing. So I'm getting off track of the subject I want to talk about today, but it kind of all goes hand in hand with health and healing. So again, being an open book, there you go, a little bit about me, just a little bit of what of my health journeys I'm going through right now. Um, amongst that, I'm dealing with a couple of other um, health issues, personal health issues that I've gotten tested on recently. And um, seems as though allopathic medicine is not being much of a help. So I am turning, even though I've always been much more of a self-experimenter and healing of my own, um, I'm, I'm really kind of tired of things just not feeling well. Um, people look at me and they're like, you look great, <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. But as we all know, with what we're dealing with, with the common coronavirus and all that jazz, um, you know, invisible things out there can be real. Um, so that being said, you know, with the Raynaud's and the losing of the fingers and then the blistering and then the peeling of the fingers and the bleeding of the fingers and the toes and it's not pretty, right? Coronavirus isn't pretty. And there are other hidden things that we may not be able to see, but we know are there um, that I'm currently trying to work on too. So something I'm diving on, I touched on it last episode. If you didn't hear it, please go check it out. It's about me controlling my mornings, which controls the rest of my day, which over in turns um, helps to control our central nervous system, stress levels, what have you, which also helps with everything in our body, right? Blood flow, breath rate, all of that. So um, I was talking a lot about cortisol levels. Um, and also just kind of like what that means and, um, you know, sure, it's good to have cortisol, um, 
But then also an overt abundance of it, especially in the morning, can wreak havoc on your entire body. So something also I've figured out on my health journey is earlier this year in 2020, I um, I went and saw an herbalist and she, well, what I thought was going on at the moment, she prescribed basically prescription from herbology. They give you... They read your, um, it's Eastern medicine, right? So they read your chi. Uh, my chi was low um, and slow. <laughs> and my liver, she said, was very thin. So I am basically, as she read, at basically my, my liver is clogged and my liver is just at capacity. I have another part of my history as um, I've had a lot of trauma in my life, um, you know, both physically, mentally, and also, um, you know, with I've had a huge bouts of mold toxicity within me, and I, I feel as though since I know my body the best, I really do. I'm so in tune with my body. I know when something's not right and I'm very intuitive with it. And I feel like it is not completely out of me and it's still kind of punching me in the face a little bit. So I have um, taken the role of self-healer, <laughs> self-doctor, which a lot of you may or may not agree with, but Right now, um, as I itch my fingers, <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore. Um, I'm just kind of going to dive into the topic of today, which is basically, you know, how to keep your liver happy. You know, how to keep our liver happy. And you're like, liver. And when, when a lot of the times I think when we think of liver, we think of um, drinking. And that's how you get, you know, like a fatty liver or, um, gallbladder problems, whatever. I, to be honest with you, I don't drink alcohol. I haven't had alcohol probably since my early twenties. Um, due to the fact of many reasons I didn't have an alcohol problem, but this could be a whole podcast <laughs> in its own. So in short, it just, you know, it doesn't do well with my body. Um, so anyways, how to keep your liver happy. And, you know, every organ, gland, muscle, and tissue of the body functions together to make harmonious and homogenous whole and bear with me because I took a lot of notes that I wanted to talk about today and so um, I might be a little all over the place but this is what I want to share so it's a whole and basically the liver plays the most the most vital the most important role in our lives Without our liver, guys, we're toast. We're literally dust mites. We are non-existent. We're not here. We die. The word liver, I find this so interesting. Even though it's like, what, one sentence? But the liver, quote, quote, liver, comes from the old English word for life, which is so true, right? So keeping your liver happy is essential to your entire life. It's truly worthwhile to find out how to treat what the Chinese call the father of all the organs. As I mentioned before, the liver means life. Without our liver, we're toast. We're toast. We're beyond toast. We're like the scraps on the kitchen counter, the burnt, the burnt, crusty pieces, right? We're done. No one wants that. No one wants that in their life. And perhaps we should 
start to adopt the common Russian greeting, which I love, which is, how's your liver today? Because, yeah, Russians are known for their good vodka and all that jazz. But you're the only one, guys, that is responsible for choosing what you put in your body. As I always say, everything is a choice. And liver toxins can be found in the food you've been brought up on. So just kind of like go back and think about what the food sources you were brought up on. And also the foods that you love so dearly right now. You may be taking a treatment um, actually for a number of health problems such as constipation, allergies, high cholesterol, irritable bowel, high blood sugar, asthma, skin rashes, and you really are not knowing what the real problem stems from. And you're not finding out what the root cause is to your liver's sluggish movement, what have you. Okay, so this large and very important detoxifying, keyword detoxifying organ, is actually clogged, sluggish, ailing, and very unhappy. Unfortunately, so when I imagine the liver, I just I imagine it's kind of this ugly looking thing in, in general. And you know when you have a plant that's failing and you think it's ugly, right? And it's just going to die more and more because you're like, oh, that plant is so ugly, so ugly. But you know when you actually talk to your plants and you help them thrive, they grow into this beautiful, bountiful being. So kind of take that little analogy, metaphor, whatever you want to call it, and, um, and flow with it. This whole, this whole podcast, okay? So your liver is not happy, right? And it's at the dysfunctional state. And it's probably stemming from a poor diet and lifestyle. Now, I'm a little over attentive to my diet and my lifestyle. So I'm kind of an exception to this, but I still want to cover it. Um, my lifestyle is not perfect. I know that I really need to control my stress levels. Um, I'm highly absorbent of other people's emotions, feelings. Um, so we're all dealing with it. Whether we're aware of it or not, we're all victim of this lifestyle that we're not taking reign of. So the good news is that the liver is very forgiving. Hooray. So the liver is very forgiving. Optimum liver function can be restored and even damaged liver can be regenerated. Did you know that? Oh my gosh, saving grace, right? But it's all a matter of knowing um, what to do and what not to do. Like anything, right? So my purpose here basically is to motivate you to consider your liver and to adopt a diet. Adopt, I hate the word diet, but when you see the word diet, you see the word more in my viewpoint of regimen, protocol, right? So it's not like restricting anything per se, only the things I tell you, right? <laughs> Just being honest. By adopting these diet protocols and practices, you will start, I guarantee you, to allow your liver to detoxify on a daily basis. You'll be pooping like a baby, right? <laughs> With control. So if you assist your liver to do its job well, just like talking to your plants and helping them thrive and grow, you will function better on absolutely all aspects, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And that's what I'm all about, folks. So let's first talk about the toxic world that we live in. We all know that it's toxic, 
but are you quite aware of how toxic it is? The, the liver works as part of a team in your body. Okay, you know this. I'm gonna get so sciencey and geeky that I love it. So just join me. And the liver's job is, as I mentioned, it's the detoxifying master. The need to detoxify is more important than ever before. Because we live in a toxic environment, largely as a result of the industrial advances from the revolution of agricultural agricultural chemicals used in farming practices. Um, hello. Vote against Monsanto. Hello, guys. Go to EWG.org. Sign the petitions. Get informed. Okay? And the food, the chemical food additives, pharmaceutical drugs, chlorination, and fluoridate fluoridation of water. Also, car exhausts and indoor pollutants from chemical cleaners, paint, carpets, and furniture. So these substances all contribute to the general toxicity with which the body must cope. And it's overly stressed. Your liver is overly stressed by all these. Think about all these aspects. Throw in the bone of mostly women that aren't aware if they are putting beauty products, skincare products on themselves, makeups, um, sunscreens, right? Y'all, sunscreens, hair products. Think about all of that going into your body as well. That's a whole schnit load. I'm trying not to cuss. <laughs> That's a whole lot. Guys, I wanna share with you a clean beauty line that I just added to my personal brand. It's called Beauty Counter. My mission with adding Beauty Counter to my brand is quite simple. I value the importance of getting safer products into the hands of everyone. Many ingredients commonly used in the personal care industry have been linked to cancer, hormone disruption, infertility, and other health issues. I find that unacceptable. Beauty Counter has put together a list of more than 1,500 ingredients that are prohibited from their formulations. I believe that when we know better, we do better. So I am here to share some cleaner lifestyle products with you to enjoy and to continue your self-care routine with confidence because when you look good, you'll feel great. So please enjoy all the information that you can find on their website, beautycounter.com forward slash Katherine Brown one. But the greatest assault on the body and the liver is from modern food especially nowadays it's basically denatured processed and chemicalized these foods are unique to this industry i find it more apparent it's happening all over the world but i feel like in the u.s it's larger because i went to europe and i could definitely feel and taste the difference and i was only there for a couple of weeks am i right Anyone agree with me? Hello, raise your hand. Um, and to be honest with you, and you know this, you know this, just say you know it. It's caused a greater stress on the liver than any of our ancestors have ever experienced. Just look at pictures of people, okay? Your liver must work constantly, constantly to eliminate these toxins through your lungs, your skin, your kidneys, and bowels. And they do this because you don't want the toxins to get to your bloodstream. An overload of toxins, guys, means all organs are overloaded too. And each must do more and more and more than it can adequately handle. So we get as you'd like to call, symptoms. We get symptoms. And a lot of, uh, 
doctors call these symptoms, quote, quote, disease. Unfortunately, they usually treat the symptoms as they are shown and never, ever, ever investigate the root cause. So, let's get close, up close and personal about the root cause, okay? May I ask you, what is the root cause, okay? The most prevalent and therefore the most insidious of these toxins are, as you know, trans fatty acids from hydrogenated oils, which are in almost every processed or packaged food item in the supermarket. Hydrogenated oils are also even found in some foods in your and items in your health food store. So just, I don't want you to like think you're getting a free pass by going to um, even your farmer's market, going to a farmer's market and getting a packaged food item that was made there, not reading a label. And maybe it's something from a corporate company, you know, maybe they're doing like a, a setup. Or maybe you're at a fair, a health fair, or maybe you even went to your health food specific store. People, people used to always think, and I hate to use this, this name because I do love Whole Foods, but people used to think Whole Foods, just because I'm going to Whole Foods, I'm shopping healthy. But in all reality, you know, it's the same thing with saying I'm gluten-free, but then you eat a gluten-free item and it could be worse than the gluten itself, right? So altogether, now all these places and items constitute upwards of 47% of the current dietary fat intake. They house all that, right? These oils, okay, we're going back to oils, right? Oils also, that hydrogenated oils that are hidden in things that you may not even know too. The oils are hardened by metal and hydrogen gas. Yum, yum. <laughs> They produce fatty acid transion. Okay, I can never say this word. That's why I tried to I tried to write it out for myself. Trans isomers that are not natural to the human body. Can you just soak that in for a while? Not natural to the human body. They're foreign, guys. Foreign invaders, as I like to call them. And your body does not know what to even do with them. So adding processed, hydrogenated, man-made fats to your diet actually puts you in greater danger of heart disease, breast cancer, and diabetes. At more harm than if you were to consume animal fats, okay? So I'd rather you eat the cow fats than any of these processed foods. To be honest with you, I would because you could you could literally find cleaner sources. It's like who was it? Ben Greenfield, love him. He put out a scenario what would be better for you if you had a choice between cotton candy and airplane packaged trail mix. What would you choose? I'd choose the cotton candy. Because it's at least sugar and my body can metabolize that, right? I can like do a hard workout, as he mentioned, right? But the airplane processed packaged trail mix has ingredients like canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil. Holy smokes. It's like overly processed, metally, metally, metally hardened with hydrogen gas guys Ugh. so you're eating the, the heavy toxic metals too awesome um guys let me reiterate you only have one liver and you must keep it properly functioning for your body to detoxify okay okay so beyond my notes okay so there's i, I promise i'll get to the good stuff the good stuff. There's another problem. So even if you meticulously read labels, me, <laughs> what? You won't find trans fatty acids listed as contents on the package. Okay? 
manufacturers are not legally required to give you this information. In fact, I think there was a study in Canada, um, or I think it was like the Health Protection Branch, that actually ruled out putting them on there because they said it was not of consumer interest for you to know. Did they, did they ask us? I mean, did they, hello? I, I want to know. <laughs> did they even ask us? So I know you guys all know about the hype of, you know, reduced fat, um, eating no fat, low fat, fat free products, um, you know, ingesting less animal fat, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, now, there are products, we're talking about manufacturers now, uh, man-made items have created these things called fake fats, fake fats that are basically substitutes, right, for the real, the real thing, um, which fat can be very good for you. I eat olive oil. I eat so many avocados. Um, it's good for your brain, your muscular skeletal activity. So, oh gosh, what am I, I, oh, the fake fat, that's where I was talking about. The fake fat has been actually reported to cause severe intestinal cramps and other side effects. So take note, if you're having any of those symptoms, you might really need to dive in deep to what you are ingesting and what source it is from, okay? And at this point, your, your liver is severely compromised when it is asked to dispose these toxins, these fake fats. Okay? So then you have to basically kind of like rehash and relearn your new eating patterns, right? Perhaps taking on a liver cleansing regimen of eating. I'm trying not to use the word diet, but it's going to come up because that's the only layman's term that people are going to equate with. Um, so we need to be able to have your liver basically enable all the assisting organs, the pancreas, the kidneys, the intestines, the bowels to function optimally. Your liver never becomes blocked with toxic waste if you are able to do this. And if your liver is handling natural fats, both vegetable and animal, um, manufacturing optimum compounds of cholesterol and assisting in the production of bile, you will be moving. You will be pooping like a baby, as I said before. I guarantee it. You will be dancing on the stars. You will be floating through the fields. You will be singing, the hills are alive, whatever the song is. So, okay, so that brings me into my next topic of balancing your bile. And bile is essential. Bile is a bitter, you've, you've all seen it, right? When you have gotten sick as a child or maybe as an adult, I don't know. Um, but bile is that bitter yellowish green fluid that is produced by the liver and stored in the gallbladder. And it's where, which actually the gallbladder is where it is released as needed for digestion. True story. I had horrible pains. I thought I had an ulcer. I thought I pulled a muscle in my my lung, I thought I popped a lung. I thought I, what did I think? I thought I pulled a rib. All these things about a year ago. And I was just in pain, 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 pain. And I, I really am coming to the conclusion that it was my liver, my gallbladder. Which is kind of scary that I actually got through that. Um, but... It's a real serious thing. I mean, I'm 
I'm a healthy being, right? But I think the mold and the overabundance of toxins was just like doing me out. And bile breaks down fat into small, as they're like little nobbles. I don't know the right word. They're like globby things. Um, and assists in absorbing oils, fats, and fat-soluble vitamins, such as vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and, and vitamin K. It also helps to convert beta-carotene into, into um, vitamin A and freeze the small intestine of potentially harmful microorganisms. I am such a science nerd today. I love all these facts I just gave you. And it promotes peristalsis, which is movement in the bowels to keep the feces moving along the digestive tract and out of the body as waste, thus preventing constipation, which how many of y'all deal with constipation? I know I even kind of dealt with it the other day, probably because I woke up in a freak out. Oh, I'm working on it, guys. I promise you. Okay, so um, what do we want to talk about next? Hmm? Okay, so we are going to jump into basically um, keeping your liver in operating modes like clockwork. You know, starting off by drinking a lot of water, natural, fresh, clean water. Am I right? Um, so we can get rid of that toxic load, right? So when you are overloaded, overloaded, okay, let's go back to that. You may like start the day with a, what, a cup of coffee to get like a head start, a jump start. But actually, the, the caffeine compromises the liver even more, okay? So I recommend starting off with maybe like a green tea, um, which still has caffeine but less than coffee, or even like a reishi coffee. Um, I know I um, have tried Four Sigmatic. It doesn't taste like mushrooms, but it really will help you. And... Um, and just like really focus on what you eat for the rest of the day, right? Because if you're going to like bagel and cream cheese, which do people still eat bagels? I don't know. Bagel and cream cheese and then and then you have like more coffee and then, oh my gosh, you're going out to lunch or going and get french fries or, you know, pizza or hamburger and all the things that, all the things that clog you, right? <sighs> I digress. But <laughs> getting off the bandwagon. Um, so anyways, uh, where was I? What are some distress signals? Okay. Cause we all know that you're probably not eating your best, especially if you're in an erratic emotional, emotional state. So when you feel fatigued, when you feel like all oh, the world is against you, um, most likely your liver is the one talking to you. And I know for a fact I have dealt with the serotonin, dopamine levels, uh, sporadic mood changes, and um, thinking, oh my gosh, my hormones are out of whack, which could be. But the liver has control. It's the driver. He controls he, she, whatever it is, um, controls everything. Your moods, everything. Okay. And so what are some of the signals of liver um, distress? Okay, take note, please. High blood pressure, elevated cholesterol, weight gain, perhaps getting a pot belly, cellulite, indigestion, abdominal bloating, irritable bowel syndrome, eczema, acne rosacea, pimples, um chronic fatigue syndrome, perhaps brownish spots on the skin, which are actually called liver spots. I think my grandfather had those, to come to think of that. Hot flashes, compromised pancreas, 
and depression, irritability, any of those ring a bell for you. Guys, there's more than that, but I just wanted to name a few. And many of you may see this, but you're not getting the message. So what can I do to help you get the message? Hmm? Is it going to take you to like come to extreme failure to get it? I know you don't want to hear this from me, but there's got to be one person that's got to tell you, right? I'm here to serve you. I'm here to help you. So as a doctor might just give you over-the-counter medicines, um, prescription drugs, so you can just carry along in your handbag, your purse, in your pocket. It will just continue to carry on the liver-destroying lifestyle. Okay? Now, if you decide to change all of that, you can. Remember what I said before? The liver is like so forgiving. Gosh, it's like the best friend you knew you like always needed in life. You only need a couple of good friends and let the liver be one of them. So when you start to ease di the digestive process, which is probably step one, it all starts with knowing what to eat. And you know I'm kind of like, oh, this is my, this is my jam. This is my jam. Perhaps the answer appears obvious, but maybe you have some mm, misconceptions about what actually constitutes a healthy diet, quote, unquote, healthy diet. I know I've been, I've dealt with clients and they say, oh, I eat healthy. Oh God, it's not. I have so many people I know personally that say that as well. I'm like, oh gosh, not really. And maybe it's the fact that I know a little bit more of the science behind things, but it's because I have a choice that I've made to make myself aware, right? We all have a choice. And if you say you don't have time to learn about those choices, then change that to it's not a priority to you. Because if it's not a priority, then obviously your life and your lifestyle is not a priority to you. So good luck. I'm like being mean mama bear today because I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Um, okay, so you are all aware that most of the packaged food in the supermarkets, the, I never call it supermarkets, grocery stores, they're filled with, if you look at, uh, this is what I love to do. I love to look at people's grocery carts and see what's in them. And I like to see how many real whole foods are in there as opposed to how many um, chemicals and preservatives are in there. It's a fun game I play when I'm waiting in line these days. So the list can be as long as, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how long it is. Like, it could be as big as a house probably. And I don't know what size house you live in. I live in a small house. <laughs> but the topics are inclusive of, you know, arsenic, hydroxide of ammonia, acetic. I mean, these words are not going to like, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that. Sodium hypochlorite, calcium aluminum silicate, and magnesium stearate, to name a few. Where does that grow? Where does that grow? Huh? Hey, honey, go pick me up some sodium hypochlorate. Huh? What aisle? I don't know. Probably all of them. I, I don't know. Anyways, but also another thing that I want to point out is food colors are made up of chemical dyes with even more unpronounceable names. Um, I, I, I can't understand them. I don't even know off the top of my head. Um, and guess what? If you don't understand it, your body definitely does not understand it. 
Okay, so what we should be eating, you know. You just said it. Eating fresh, whole fruit and vegetables. Cooked as lightly as possible, not to kill off the enzymes. Um, lightly cooked grains. Soaked legumes, which are beans. Fresh raw nuts and seeds. Whole grain, well, okay, to each their own on the bread part. And um, cereals without chemical additives, if you choose, if you choose. What did your ancestors eat, guys? Think about it. Hunter and gatherer, what did they eat? And you may say, that's so boring. Yeah, but, you know, it's also boring when you're sitting in a hospital bed because you can't do anything, too, right? No fun. No. And also, the second step with eating correctly is the digestive process of where it begins. It begins in your mouth. The food should be well salivated through chewing. What was the number? Like 35 times? You're going to sit there and like chew 35 times. Just try to chew more mindfully to start off with, okay? And um, I promise you, you won't have to get that jaw exercising machine. <laughs> I promise you. Um, have, has anyone, am I the only one that's seen that weird thing out there? Uh, also, as I mentioned before, fresh daily doses of water. You are like a plant. Water yourself each and every day. But something that I'm a victim of is I, oh my gosh, I drink water with my meals and <coughs> you're not really supposed to do that. Um, you're supposed to drink water two hours after a meal or half an hour before meals, but I sip lightly. <laughs> I sip lightly. I try not to get too much air in there. Um... Anyways, basically that is because the liquids with meals dilutes digestive juices and the hydrochloric acid that is needed, okay? Okay. Okay, so um, let's talk about how we can bulk up our diet. And you're probably thinking, bulk? I don't want to get bulk, bulky. No, 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 no. I'm talking about fiber, baby. And fiber is an essential ingredient. Y'all know this. You wanna look at fiber because fiber you wanna poop like a baby, right? You want a well-functioning liver with the fiber. It is the garbage, <laughs> the garbage truck that carries away cholesterol, okay? So it's like eating the beans. It'll literally clean freaking house. Um. And what do I want to jump on? I, I got off track because I was, I was imagining a garbage truck carrying out the liver. Anyways, so uh, getting back to the daily dietary regimen of whole foods, fruit and vegetables, and if you choose bread and legumes and cooked grains and raw and steamed vegetables... Um, you really want to emphasize raw foods. Um, if you can, raw foods, and when I say raw foods, I mean lightly steamed. Not just like picking up a carrot and eating it, because that can still be pretty harsh on the digestive tract. Lightly steamed. So, raw foods up to 75% of your dietary intake. Eating the whole and especially... Like, all the raw food will give you sufficient fiber to create the movement. This is going to be your little groove. The movement. Um, oh, what was the word? Peristalsis is basically, in short, a series of muscle contractions that moves food and waste along the intestinal tract. So you know when people like hold their stomach because they feel like a big knob in it and they start to like rub it and stuff? You're kind of creating that like helping motion, right? And since fiber, fiber soaks up water 10 to 30 times in its weight, you'll actually need to consume a lot 
of water for elimination. So, so that's why they're like, eat first and then soak it up, like, you know, mop it up, mop up the mess. It's kind of gross and weird. You know, again, I go back to my theory of like humans are really, really gross. You know, like we're just weird. Like that's just weird, you know, that we we focus on these eating patterns so we can like poop and stuff. Um, anyways, it's fun how the, the organs all work in harmony. Am I right? Okay, so I want to talk about, um... I want to jump into, cause again, I took, I made so many notes of what I wanted to talk about today, but I don't want to hold you too long. So I do want to talk into, you're probably thinking, what the heck, what the heck foods do I choose? I'm at, I'm at the market. I don't, what do I do? You know, everything I get is out of a box so I can microwave it. Meh. You know, so you really don't have to choose like crazy things you you don't um you just need to kind of fulfill a couple of nutrients and I'll point them out in a moment um and they are in vegetables and fruit they are in fats and oils so get your notepads out once again write down amino acids okay folic acid glutathione and antioxidants okay so like amino acids um, would be like glutamine glycine taurine cysteine B vitamins um, and like an antioxidant to break it down would be more like a vitamin E's and C's um, cruciferous vegetables and garlic right Okay, so when we jump into vegetables and fruits, raw vegetables and fruit are both rich in fiber and water content. Great, right? Kind of like killing two birds with one stones. And they should be, vegetables and fruits should be literally, I mean, think about this. They should be at the foundation of any eating habit. So you fill your, your bowl, your plate, the base should be fruits or vegetables, whatever you decide to consume that day. Am I right? And you heard my my food stacking, food combining um, law still applies with all these. Okay. So eat. I remember my mom taught me this as su at such a young age. She's a nutritionist. <laughs> kind of like shows me the path I went on, right? But she's a functional nutritionist and um, she always said eat the colors of the rainbow and she always made sure our plates were bright and beautiful, kind of like a little painter's palette. Thank you, mom. Thank you. I don't even know if she's listening to this, but thank you. <laughs> Shout out, mom. Um, mom's win. Okay. Anyways, choose, as I mentioned before, brightly colored foods, dark green leafy vegetables, if you can tolerate tomatoes, um, if you can tolerate red and green peppers, um, things like orange squash and yams or um, red cabbage, yum, love it. Purple eggplant, if that works with you. Beets can range in different colors. You know, green and red. Go Chiefs! <laughs> um, carrots come in all range of colors, not just the orange kind. Um, citrus oranges and papayas, uh, lemons, limes, you name it. You can find a color of food in any color of the rainbow, of the colored spectrum. Any Led Zeppelin album track you want to find, you will find it. And... Isn't it Led Zeppelin? Yeah, I'm right, right? Um, anyways, those bright, rich colors, they happen for, I mean, it's not an accident, not a coincidence that they happen to be like that in nature, right? They were planned by like the higher source, the greater above um, or below or in the earth because they wanted you to try them. 
You know when like birds, like peacocks, male peacocks are like the most beautiful peacocks and the female peacocks of course are like, scrabbing around. Um, but the males are like, hey, look at me. I'm shiny, I'm glistening, I've got patterns on me. I've got like all these beautiful purples and greens and you know, like copper tones, right? They want you to see them, they wanna tempt you. Just like beets, just like most any of these foods bloom. They want you to pick them and wonder, what is that? Have you ever seen an artichoke bloom? The purple top, the flower, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you are just like, get your head out of the hole. <laughs> Look it up, okay? But, you know, flowers, blossoms, bees want to get them. Hummingbirds want to, you know, want their nectar. The colors are alluring, right? And these brightly colored foods contain powerful, powerful antioxidants and carotenoids which are highly essential nutrients for high performance, metabolism, and the highest quality of liver function. For instance, so like if you can tolerate tomatoes, which I don't do well with, but they contain lycopene, which is an antioxidant considered to be one of the most powerful of all of the dietary carotenoids. And carrots give you beta-carotene. Beetroot offers the antioxidant properties, um, which one is anthocyanidin. Okay, you're probably thinking like, I don't even know what these words mean. But guess what? They are good. They're good foreign words to know. Um, rich in nutrient value, okay? Just just let that be a hold of you. Okay, so uh, where do I want to go with you next? So lightly steam, lightly uh, prepare these, and they will like move fluidly through you. You will find a difference. They will be filling, I promise you, um, and what you can use with them. Okay, so you don't overcook them, but add like the fats and the oils to them. You know, freshly pressed oils. Some are flax oil, um, olive, extra virgin olive oils, even sesame oils in, in low amounts. They can be easily digested amongst some others. Um, I'm loving avocado oils too. There's other things like walnut oils, hemp seed oils, algae oils. You know, there's so many hazelnut oils. You could, I mean, anything that's like a nut produces an oil, right? But I want you to know that freshly pressed nut and seed oils can go rancid in a few weeks. And rancid oils are carcinogenic. So check your labels, okay? And guess what? If they go carcinogenic or rancid, it's just more toxins for the liver to cope with. No bueno, no bueno. That's not what we're dealing with. Um, and as we all know, anything refined, refined oils have a much longer shelf life, which, you know, due to the fact they're being transported from giant manufacturing centers, um, lots of long distances, what have you. But as I mentioned before, the high temperatures and processing those, those items, um, you know, transforms into trans fatty acids. And we all know how those buddies were made. Actually, they're not buddies. I shouldn't call them buddies. Um, okay, so that's where we are on that. I highly, highly, highly recommend eating items in their natural state always, okay? You don't need to try to supplement anything. Um, okay, and then there's that question of soy or no soy. And 
they do, soybeans do contain a good source of oil, um, as well as some protein. However, most all soybean oil, unless you're making it yourself and crushing everything up and all that, has been refined and heat processed. So it's probably not in your best interest. Um, you never, again, I'm going to say you never want to eat or consume anything that's been altered. Just why? Because your body will not know how to humanely, you know, it's just, it's not humanly possible for your body to adequately digest it. Um, okay, so I want to jump into now to, um, you're going to hate this, okay? Because we already talked about clean water, right? Clean water. But foods that you should probably stay away from, um, like non-food ingredients, artificial sweeteners, um, food colorings, pesticides, chemical taste enhancers, okay, things like smoked flavoring, you know, if that word smoked, natural flavors, or if it's someone says, something says natural flavoring on the label, what does that mean? I don't know. Natural flavoring added. What? Where did you get that? Where was that grown? Okay, so think about that. Um, and some sweet treats um, that I would add, which I've started adding, and remember I talked about it on my blog, about the benefits of raw honey. Um, you can go read it up on there on justbeinghonest.com. But using little amounts of sweeteners like honey, a really great source of maple syrup, um, and sun-dried, sun-dried, keyword sun-dried fruit, but only please in moderation. Everything in moderation with that um, because we know how refined sugar is actually poison. It's like cocaine. I think they said it's more addictive, like Coca-Cola, Coca, Coca, cocaine. Coca-Cola is like more addictive than like cocaine. I think they did a study on that. Someone like shoot me a, an article on that because I'm pretty sure that happened. Um, and guys, sweeteners are really not part of the happy liver lifestyle. I'm just going to be honest with that. Uh, and then we all know with the dairy products and... The most of them these days are processed through pasteurization and homogenization. Um, they're no longer foods, basically. So I don't need to go beyond that. Okay. So let's restore that gut flora bacteria, okay? Um, okay. So I think that kind of brings me to the end of our little discussion today. I covered a lot... I would love to share more things, um, but maybe that should be like another show, um, like like herbs, that would be really great for you. Um, and I'll just say some of like really quickly, but dandelion greens, endive, artichoke, onion, garlic, radicchio, um, and some like wild harvested lettuces, you know, and like medicinal herbs like golden seal, wormwood, rue, um, milk thistle. And I could go on and on and on and on and on with these, but maybe that's going to have to be another podcast because I just like wrote a whole book <laughs> and read it to you. Um, and then like maybe I can give you an example. You can reach out to me um, privately and maybe we can discuss like a liver cleanse that would work for you that's safe um, and it just involves you know like grapefruits lemons limes you know something of that nature um, ginger all that it's quite simple um, you just need to stay on it <laughs> but with that being that it's time guys guess what you can energize your life I have faith in you I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on with this, <sighs> but our time has come. So 
I just want to say that I hear so many podcasts. I listen to probably two or three podcasts a day, um, different varieties, different genres, and I learn so much and I'm enlightened by so many people and so many thought leaders. And I know that when I listen to something that I love, I pass it along to a friend or a family member that I feel like they should listen to it or enjoy it just as well. And I think that's how we all grow. So I would be so honored if you all did the same for me. And if you feel as though this podcast really helped you or opened up your eyes or maybe got you motivated um, to start a new way of living or maybe just like get back into the saddle, I don't know. Um, I Trust me, trust me. A healthier, happier lifestyle is what we all want to live. And um, I would so appreciate if you sent in your comments to me. I want to know what you think about the show. Um, please, uh, a rating and review on Apple iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts would be most excellent. I, I want to hear your feedback. That's the only way that I know if I'm doing something good in this world these days, please. Um, and then pass it along to a family or a friend. Um, because we all know a lot of people feel like they're alone in this world right now. And especially with the medical community being, you know, the way it is going right now. So with that being said, guys, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Um, we all continue on our health journeys together and um, yours isn't different than mine. It's just defined as something or named something different, perhaps. So until next time, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love, ciao.